Uh, John Lowe, our money doctor, is with us in studio, as always, on a Tuesday. We're just lamenting the passing of HMP again. And you're, yeah. you're big into your music. I'm huge into music. And, and, and it, but the writing was on the wall, Jonathan. You've got uh, Jessup's with the cameras. You've got the HMV with all the music. I mean, you and I both realised the last time we bought a CD was a couple of years ago. Ages ago. I mean, I, I would have uh, bought DVDs. In fact, I bought something in HMV last week. It was a set of headphones. But yeah. the obvious thing was, somebody said to me afterwards, if you'd bought them online, it would have, you'd save yourself you, 20%. Absolutely, yeah. And online so is like of you to so Encouraging people to get a Google value. You're closing HMV. Actually, the only DVD, the only uh, video I downloaded uh, from iTunes was when, if I was a boy, uh, Beyonce. I, I won't even ask why. Anyway, with, with 4,000 people who are going to be out of work, as well as, you know, there's 238 stores. Uh, I mean, Deloitte are having appointed administrators. Uh, I feel very sorry for the people who have bought their mothers and fathers and their sisters and brothers vouchers, gift vouchers. Um, they're all now negated. They, well, questionable anyway. They're saying don't rip them up in case you might no, get no, something. No, no, in case you might do something out of it. You but it's a bad situation. It is. And, and it is it's the end of it. It is the end. If the shops close, which, you know, at this stage, there's a real risk. Uh, you know, but it, like... Most of, of, of top, even not just um, you know cameras and things. There's other retailers out there who it's easier to go online, Jonathan, and buy. Yeah, they're all under pressure. Let's talk about uh, personal finance. Your book is in front of you there. Yep. It's the Money Doctor Annual 2013. Yes. It's an yep. all good bookstores now. Nice, bright, and yellow, so you can't <laughs> miss it. There, there are five good tips in there. Five of the well, best resources that are out there, John. Yeah, what well, are they? these are five tips of the top that I have actually designated uh, that deserve special mention. They're innovative or they're market leading products. Things like Unpus, Bill Pay, and w, uh, uh, MyBills.ie. This is for people who don't like current accounts, uh, don't want to pay fees for uh, transactions, and they can go to the post office or online and they can pay up to 120 uh, bills uh, you know, for free. For free. And you can do it on the drip as well. You know, like if you have ESB bill, pay it every week for eight weeks. Instead of paying 200 euros, pay 25 a week. And at the end of eight weeks, press the button, off it goes down to the ESB. Um, Canada Life won an innovation for uh, their lifelong income benefit. And again, I won't go into it, but there's an ARF and there's an annuity for people who are retiring. And this straddles both of them. So the ARF, you have to take out 5% a year. I have to hang on. I, know. I, I, was, I wanted to leave you have a good run of this, but please explain what an ARF is. Oh, an ARF is an approved retirement fund. When you retire, you, you either have to go the annuity route, which is you get an income for life, or you go the ARF, which is a approved retirement fund, where you can put money in and it can grow, but you must take out 5% a at, year. At what point in school should I have been paying attention to so that I would know what That's all of these really products good question. are? I say you're not alone. My son was 19, he's now a chartered accountant, and at 19 he asked me, Dad, what's an overdraft? You know, so uh, there's a huge gap in the education of people about, you know, uh, from from secondary and even primary. It's, it's like it's you're, speaking, you're speaking. You're speaking some language. kind of anyway, symbols. Anyway, this, is, on, this, this is an innovative, very innovative product. It straddles both of these things and uh, it has the best of both worlds. Standard Life, they brought out a new thing called My Folio Funds. Really good investment because it's nice and simple, straightforward and very, very, uh, very easy to understand. And then Sharewatch.com, an independent trustee company. They're the biggest uh, trustee company. Company in, in Ireland. So these are all the innovative market leading products that act, or services that actually do deserve special mention. I'm happy to endorse them. So that's in the book. That's a separate um, kind of uh, p- appendix in the book, along with the 100 top money saving tips and okay. the, the budget. Well, with your permission, we'll put up those five on our website, newstalk.ie forward slash lunchtime. Yeah, and yeah, of course, the great. rest of it's in the book as yeah. well. Lots of uh, questions to get through, um, John. The first of which is What are the money doctor's thoughts on investment mortgages? I have just the one rent 
rented house, which is heavily mortgaged. It's in Dublin, in a middle-of-the-road area, and the question is coming from a West of Ireland listener, so therefore well, an absentee landlord to the fact you he's know not... Somebody, he's one of he's hundreds of thousands of, of people who've done the same, Johnson. Uh, if it's heavily mortgaged, I would understand that that probably means negative equity. Yeah. Um, your rent is probably not covering the interest in capital, but probably covering the interest only. You are only fooling yourself if this is the case, because the term is shortening, and your eventual capital and interest repayments dramatically increase you know, the longer you don't repay capital. So if you're on a tracker, you're paying capital and interest, you've got use on your side, don't worry. It's okay. That's fine. But if you're uh, supplementing repayments from your savings, uh, stop now because eventually you run out of savings. So what do you do then? Then you'll have to pay the piper. You'll have to go to the lender and you'll have to actually start There's a phrase that an accountant friend of mine uses. It, it, if it's washing its own face, it's doing well. What it's is correct. that? To explain washing, that its own, washing its own face means that the rental income... A very good point, Jonathan. The rental income is not only covering your mortgage, but it's actually covering all the costs. Because a lot of people think, oh, yeah, I've only got a mortgage of 200 and I'm getting in 200 a month or whatever it is. Um, you know, you've got the PRTB, the NPPR, the household charge, which will soon be the property tax, the service charges, the repairs, maintenance, property management charges, furnishings. You can even claim that. And then at the end of that, Jonathan, if you still, and you can claim, by the way, 75% of the interest on residential investments, properties, right? 75%. At the end of all that, you'll have a surplus. If you have a surplus, you've got to pay tax. And mm. if you have the higher rate of tax, terms, that's 41%. So it means that you, know, you really should work out precisely what amount um, you have net at the end of the month after you've, n- not just to meet your mortgage repayment, because you've got all the other costs. If it's not washing its own face, what should If it's should, not washing its uh, own uh, face, you should do. be doing something about it. Because some of, some of the people are actually supplementing their savings. And as I keep saying, once you start you know, um, using your savings to supplement repayments. That's the end of the road. You're on the slippery slope. Okay. You know, so. um, next question is uh, from someone who says they were missold a PPI um, from Bank of Ireland in this case in 2008. Now the bank have confirmed this. Yep. Uh, what is my next step? Help Steve. So Steve. Well Bank of Ireland are very good there because they've been ordered by like all the institutions who were paying or selling a PPI um, they were uh, ordered by the Central Bank of Ireland to actually get in touch with the list of people that they'd sold to check to see are they uh, self-employed, homemakers, part-time, contract workers, temporary workers, they are all ineligible to actually claim should they have claimed. And so they have got in touch with um, the customers who have been missold, and they are going to refund not only that, but maybe give them a few bob as well. Um, of course, the taxpayer is actually going to have to fund all this, Jonathan, to the tune of around 600 million, believe it or not. Um, and I'll quote here, the central bank is requiring the firms to take an orderly, coordinated and consistent approach uh, to their reviews, and we will continue to monitor them closely. This is what they say Bernard Sheridan said. So if Steve isn't happy with the pace at which Bank of Ireland is doing this, is he can do nothing about that. He, he can do nothing about that. The fact that he's been contacted, I think that's a clap on the back to Bank of Ireland. They don't get that. Don't, don't get in touch with the solicitor or claims agencies yet. Not yet. Okay, yeah. Chris and Anna says, my company's DB pension, I presume that's direct benefit pension, no, is defined, a, benefit. defined benefit, yeah. sorry, is yeah. about to be wind up. What safeguards are contained in the EU pension directive? My employer is viable and will trade on. So Chris is worried that his pension is gone All right. and the company is trading on. Yeah, no. Well, for, for those listeners uh, who, who don't even know what a defined benefit <laughs> plan is, it's uh, an employer-sponsored retirement plan where employee benefits are based on the salary history and the duration of the employment. Um, those in deficit have until the summer, by the way, um, to put a plan in place to restructure to a surplus over a 10-year period. So, you know, what was happening is basically the money that was being put in there wasn't growing enough. And with all the 
problems on the stock market, uh, they, they lost out a little bit. So it is dependent on fund performance. But for, for the public sector, for instance, it doesn't you know, matter about fund performance because they're getting one fortieth for every year. Yeah, but he's in the private sector, so for therefore every year. he's, he's he, in a different boat. But even in defined benefit, it was the same idea. I mean, I, I was de- in, in a private, uh, you know, kind of area uh, with the bank, for instance, and they gave me a defined benefit. That defined, defined benefit said that I would get 66% of my salary at the end of my, when I retire. So uh, irrespective of what they've done with the money, I don't care what they've done with the money. I get 66%. That was the whole idea. Um, I spoke recently to Jim Connolly of Standard Life, and he told me there are less than a 1,000 DB schemes left in Ireland. And there's also a specific order governing how the pot is divided up. And it's a little bit like a queue, Jonathan. You know, um, you start with the oldest and obviously uh, it continues in age order so the further you're down the line the greater the insecurity however there are EU funding regulations to be complied with and really you should get really in the should he be terribly worried there's not uh, going to be much it, it, you know he should first of all you know he's going to be swapped over to a, a scheme it, it, it just means that if he was making a contribution he could work out precisely how much he's paid into the fund and uh, how much is going to be transferred over to a defined uh, contribution system ok I want to get to Anne's question quickly before we run out of time uh, Mortgage Bank informed us by letter they made technical mistakes for the last six years. We should have been paying capital plus interest, not just interest on a 25-year tracker. Now, this was their mistake. We queried this on two occasions and were reassured that our version was right. Now they want 40 grand and say uh, we owe it to them urgently. Yeah, I've, I've actually come across a lot of these. Uh, there's a number of letters going out. Now, I won't mention the, the lender involved, um, but obviously there was a little bit of, of, uh, of inefficiency, shall we say, at one point. Uh, the fact that you went twice to them, though, in this case, Anne, um, uh, should ameliorate your position. But did you receive any documentation to the effect of the time? So she's gone twice and she said, look, uh, do I need to do anything? And they said, no, no, it's OK. So, you know, she should have had some kind of writing, uh, you know, corroboration of that. And if she has? If, if she has, then she's on, on, on a good wicket. Um, if not, tell them in writing your side of the story. Uh, but the reality also is that uh, it has to be paid. I mean, I, I saw one of those letters and they gave about six options. And none of them uh, of those six options are I can't afford it. I haven't got the money yeah. to pay this back. In other words, you're going to give so, it to us and here's how the way, here are the ways you're yeah, going to do it. You can't get blood from a stone. We're back to the same thing. Yeah. If you haven't got it, you haven't got it. What I would do is, um, if that is the situation, complete a thing called a standard financial statement. They have to apply uh, to the same MARP uh, mortgage arrears uh, pro- resolution process. So the standard financial statement, Jonathan, is the very first thing you have to complete. It's a 12-page form that you have to complete. It's kind of intimidating, but you still get through it. tells you what you're, you are doing budget-wise. Ultimately, she still owes the money. She it's still just the, the way that they restructure it now exactly. so that it doesn't cripple her with a 40 grand yeah, debt. And she's in a good position given that they did what they did. Yes, exactly. Okay. exactly. Right. John Lower, Money Doctor, is uh, with us every Maybe single Tuesday. Thanks for coming in.